back to the Zach Ricky Show, where we talk more about the NBA draft, the state of the Timberwolves, and sports in general, importance versus idolatry. Enjoy part two. So with that, we're going to transition into a portion segment we created just for our good friend, Alex Munseth. Um, and at the time of this recording, we have no audio. We are maybe going to try to uh, find an audio of a wolf sound. So I'll leave a <laughs> three-second pause here for an insert of audio. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully we'll cover that up. Anyway, um, with that, we are going to jump into our State of the Wolves slash draft smiley face exclamation point. And why we say that is because against all odds, the first time in their team history, the Wolves jumped up and got the first overall pick. Let's go. And I know Alex yes. is probably more excited than anybody else, more than anybody on the team Wolves. <laughs> Actually, can, can I attest to that? Can I attest to the truth <laughs> yes, of that? Yes, I was, I was on my way to play church softball. Okay, so... Uh, my wife and I are on my way to play church softball, get out of the car. I quick peek, peek at my phone and I immediately get an alert that, that the Wolves got the first pick. And within two seconds of getting that alert, I got. Oh, no. Caleb, did we lose you? Well, I can finish what he was saying. <laughs> basically, basically, I texted him and said, the Wolves got the first pick, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty pretty instantaneous after uh, after the thing happened because I was watching it on TV. Absolutely, I actually did watch. I watched the draft lottery; it was riveting. I didn't get the chance to. I know Steph was representing us. I'm happy as a Warriors fan. We got second overall. Uh, but before we get into again, this is going to be a lot of T Wolves first overall pick. We want to talk about this. Alex is our resident, pretty much expert. I'm going to actually mean that because. Uh, Really, really, really knows a lot, does his research on this. Um, and, you know, a lot of us, you know, probably, you know, maybe your average basketball fan, no March Madness this year, didn't really get a chance to learn the names. Um, so let's educate you here tonight. Alex, take us through the State of the Wolves. Tell us about the draft. Who we, who should, what name should we watch out for? Um, and maybe who's some people to maybe, maybe steer away from who are big names or who are some people we may not know about yet? Okay. Well, we've got, Really, three likely things that could happen on draft night for the Wolves. A, we draft Anthony Edwards. Edwards is a guard out of Georgia. He is super athletic. You should watch some of his highlight dunks. He can shoot the ball from all over the court. Uh, thing is, he reminds me a little bit of Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins. He's uh, been cited for his lack of effort. And uh, he's a little inefficient, which kind of scares me a little bit. So he's probably the number one guy on the board who, if I had to say what's going to happen right now, the Wolves take him. Other option, LaMelo Ball. You probably know uh, Lonzo Ball, his older brother. LaMelo has been playing overseas. I think I think he might have even left high school yep. a little early to do that. But um, he's a tall guard, um, kind of like his brother, good ball handler, passer. Probably a little bit better shooter, but still that's a little bit suspect in his game. So he could be an option, but playing him next to D'Angelo Russell, I don't know if it makes too much sense when we already have a point guard. Third option is we trade it for Devin Booker or Ben Simmons, in my mind, in the trade package, trade that number one over. Um, But there's also another guy uh, named Killian Hayes who 
I think is probably the best prospect in the draft. He's a great shooter, uh, great um, you know ball handler. He's uh, probably a better defensive prospect than both Ball and um, Edwards. Um, so I would be thrilled if we took him, but I don't think that that teams value him quite as much as as I do. But someone to steer clear of is James Wiseman, who I think the Warriors. Are probably, probably <laughs> well, thank you. But uh, he just did not play much in college. He was hurt. He just reminds me of, I don't know, Greg Oden. Don't True. draft injured big men at the top of the draft. Don't do it. Yeah, I can't disagree. Caleb, what do you think about the, the players? Oh, man. I mean, it's definitely a weaker class, wouldn't you say? I mean, just overall. But, yeah, you know, the top, the top that there's some decent players. Uh, I think Obi Toppin from Dayton would make a good fit. Uh, at a few different spots, he's a good player, but I, overall, weaker, weaker, weaker draft class. Edwards would make a good fit. I just want to see us trade the pick, though. I think there's no doubt, um, man. And Devin Booker would be the uh, the ideal fit, in my opinion. I think he would be a great fit next to D'Lo and and Carl Anthony Towns, especially as their three best friends. And as we've seen in, in the NBA big threes that are best friends seem to work out pretty well. So I think, uh, I think that that would be the, the way to go. What, what do you think gets us Devin Booker? Well, what kind of trade say, package? I think we have to get Ricky Rubio as well. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think and I, 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 I want to make sure I'm correct with the different things we can do from first round pick access. So tell me if I'm incorrect here, but obviously we have to trade the number one. We could trade our other first round pick with it. Yep. Um, and then I think, yeah, cause you can't, you can't do the one the, the year after. So you'd have to do, well, we already traded so, that to Golden State. You can do it in two years from now. So be three years from now. No, you can't do that. You can't trade. So you probably yeah, go, three years. You could, you can't probably have to throw that one in there years. too. Um, and then yeah. man, from a player standpoint, I mean, you'd probably have to find some way to throw. Malik Beasley in there as much as I hate to say it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we could possibly do it, to be honest with you, as I look at our roster. But overall, I think that has to be done. I think we have to do it. Do you, Go ahead. You see, I got to respond to this, Caleb. I think that trading for Devin Booker, as fun as it would be, hmm. is a mistake. And I think that, that we should trade for what? Ben Simmons. What? I am. <laughs> yes, I think the Sixers. I think the Sixers are gonna shift things up, and I think they'd be open to getting a young right. guard like Anthony Edwards that can score, along with some more draft picks. Give them, I don't know, Derek yep. Culver, another guy with some upside. Ben Simmons, great defensive player. I think D'Angelo Russell's kind of better yeah. off ball anyway if he's shooting threes in the corner. If we get Booker, like all three of our stars, quote unquote, can't defend right. anybody. You know what I mean? I mean, what do you think I, about that? I feel like that we will be able to play defense. I think that Booker actually probably be the best, <laughs> the best defender of the three of them, which isn't saying much. Um, but I, I think Agreed. I don't know. I just don't think from an offensive perspective, just the way that the league is going, I would take Booker over Simmons, just from that standpoint. Considering the fact, I I don't see. I don't see what would be different between Simmons and Embiid that hasn't worked than with Simmons and Towns. Because that, that's clear. Well, I think, 
Towns is a much better than Embiid, you know. And I yes, agree to disagree on that because that's Embiid. Yeah. I mean, right now in the league, Embiid might be the best back to the basket center in the league. Oh, I agree with that for sure. <clears throat> but that doesn't work because because Ben Simmons can't shoot threes. But if Ben Simmons is in Minnesota, cat spacing the floor. We got D'Lo on the wing, Beasley on the wing. You know, there's so much room for Simmons to play like the Giannis type That's role fair. in our yeah. offense. Don't, don't get like me wrong. Hurt. I'd be excited if we got Simmons. I just don't, I don't know if it would scare me more, I guess, is the, is the only thing. Nope. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I think okay. the only thing on that <clears throat> is kind of what Alex mentioned too, is, you know, your, your stocks and essentially, you know, which way is it trending? Devin Booker had a heck of a finish in the bubble. Phoenix really, really wants to keep him. 76 ers disappointing this year disappointing right, finish. Right. ben simmons gets hurt i think their process is they're starting to lose trust a little bit i think i think alex is right i think the, just what you're looking at value devin booker's value has skyrocketed the last right. month or so where ben simmons he you know actually played well but people are just you know he's now hurt and people forget that now because they look terrible as a team but so i don't know I, and i just think having that facilitator not that d'lo can't but D'Lo is a scorer, man. He wants to get to the basket, cut, slice. If you have an elite defender who's six foot eleven, can handle the ball really well, and has the mm-hmm. passing ability of a point guard, oof, man, that's. And I agree. I think he's a you know in a sense it would be a poor man's Giannis, and Cat is absolutely a better shooter, yeah. just pure shooter than than Embiid is. So, oof, man, that would be that would be scary. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun either way. I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be it's great. We have the the pick because now we have. We have flexibility to do things, so it's going to be great to see. So, Alex, oh, go ahead. Do either do either of you guys think it makes more sense to keep the pick than to trade it? I don't know. know. It makes more sense, but I also won't be mad if we, you know, if we go for Anthony Edwards. It's. I think it's tough because it will be that. Are you how patient are you versus immediate? you know, desire for success. Cause if you trade that for Ben Simmons, you kind of have an idea of what you're getting right now. Mm-hmm. Like you said, people aren't as high on this draft class. So it's like, okay, this guy could be really good, but are we sold on him? Yeah. So I think if the Timberwolves had the option, they would much rather package it for a, you know, somebody who has all-star status currently and is still super young. Like he's not old. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I would love Ben Simmons, and I, I'm not an expert on these this year's draft class. But again, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's that. And it's been weird, obviously, with not the March, you know, no March Madness, couldn't finish the season, all that. But you know, the most the the most well known name would probably be Lamelo Ball, but that's a lot of because of his family. Probably he's obviously very very good, but I don't know. He's just he's not mm-hmm. a guy I would spend the first overall pick on either. You know, maybe not even second or third. I'm so with, yeah. it's you know, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, state of the wolves. Getting back to that, right now, current roster, our ceiling is the twenty twenty Portland Trailblazers getting beat by some big guy in the first round. <laughs> but if or we had a, a player such as, <laughs> yeah, if we had a player like Simmons or man, even Booker, Bradley Beal, then we're talking, you know, up in the top half of the playoff bracket for multiple years which is something yeah we are all longing for as wolves yep. fans so. and i and i hope so i think the one thing even though they always they're always at a disadvantage just being a smaller market team but the fact that all three there if they can really commit to their superstars they have currently d just wants a home i mean every time you listen to an interview with him 
He just wants to be mm-hmm. wanted. And so if the Timberwolves cannot screw that up, basically, kind of like they did with circa 2004 with Kevin Garnett, like if they can just make him feel wanted, he'll stick around. He doesn't care if it's Minnesota. He wants to be where people want him. Cat, I think, really wants to stick around. You know, and if they can, you know, whether it's Ben Simmons, whoever, I think if they could really build that up, you know, and they're young. Oh my gosh, they're young. So, I mean, yeah. Oof, they're the be, youngest team in the league. Yeah, they could be really fun. Really, really fun. Do you so. want to know who the dumbest team in the league is very quickly before we close? <laughs> well, who's the dumbest team in the league? The New York Knicks went and hired Tom Thibodeau oh, after draft the Timberwolves. I can just see I can just see the office like looking like, well, I'll figure out somebody who's been successful. Uh we like what Thibodeau did with the Wolves. Yeah, let's go with that. Oh man. I can't believe that. Why? Why would what? they do that? I can I can tell you why. I have yeah. no sources on this, but Definitely I know it is. to be a fact. The True. New York Knicks are a science culture, uh, culturally and societal, and a, it's just a big science experiment. How long can we shoot <laughs> ourselves in the foot and have people still buy our stuff? It's crazy. It is nuts. Just because it's New York, I don't. They they haven't made a move in the last like ten years or so that has made sense to to most people, let alone myself. And I'm not that intelligent, but. I'm in the, the, the majority here. I mean, the hires, the, the players they've let go, the commitments, the free agent pitches that they brought. It's, I don't know, man. It's just bizarre to me. Bizarre. We could run the Knicks better than whoever they've hired to run. <laughs> I've tried. Did it 2K. I got Kevin Durant to come. I can't be that hard. Come on. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, with that, <laughs> we're going to move into our, I don't know what we're calling it yet. We talked last podcast. Um, um, I love having fun and goofing around and talking sports and all that, but, um, just very passionate about growth and encouraging growth. Um, uh, just, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm just finishing up, uh, to, to get my degree in teaching and I've been coaching for the last four years or so. Um, I, I love being able to influence, uh, other people, um, and, and just help them to grow and to learn. And so, a lot of that comes from uh, personal experience and from mistakes made um, and things learned and things gone through. So um, one thing we wanted to quickly talk about just on that sports topic, and I talked, you know, I had a couple conversations the last couple of days with some people. and It was really, really good. Um, it's just it's so good hearing different perspectives. Um Kind of uh, just overall. So sports overall, there's been a lot of debate. Should we have them? Should we not? Should we just cancel them all? Is it, you know, reckless to have them? Is it, you know, is it needed? So importance versus idolatry um, for sports. Where does that lie where we currently are um, as far as um, health, um, where we are in society currently? Um, obviously, we've had these restarts. Um, Alex, I want to start with you. How important is it um, at all levels? And we could, I, I think, you know, you think a lot more too about high school sports because a lot of, you know, you know, you have parents and other people coming on saying this is irresponsible to have these high school kids playing sports and, and being on these teams and things like that. Where do you see and, and what's your perspective on importance of playing sports versus idolatry? How much are we pushing this just because we are uh, culturally, I feel like so many, like we just lean on sports so much for entertainment, for that release, for that escape from, from stress and things like that. What is your perspective on that? Yeah, well, I work as a youth pastor out here in California. And, you know, I think about that a lot as I, I love going to games and watching basketball and baseball and volleyball all sorts of games of all kinds of sports um for students in our group um 
And I think that, you know, by and large, they're a very healthy thing for um, especially uh, teenagers to be involved in. They give um, just good habits with discipline. They give good exercise. They help build teamwork, how to solve conflicts with your teammates. And, um, you know, by and large, positive experience. But, you know, when you talk about idolatry, that's when something's uh, so valuable that it goes before everything else, you know? And, um, you know, I definitely see that too, where missing even like a game or a practice is something that could never happen. And it's something that must be avoided at all costs, no matter what else is going on in their lives. And I think that's where maybe it does cross the line a little bit and becomes a bit of an idol, something that's um, guarding their, their lives. And I heard somebody say um, that out in Southern California, uh, people serve the God of youth sports, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I really would fully call it that yet, but it was an interesting perspective just that, um, you know, we practice during the week and then we on Sundays and Saturdays are when we attend, you know, it's kind of, kind of a, a religion in a way, but I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing by any means. I love, I love youth sports. I love seeing kids play. I just think if you, Hold it with two closed, uh, too tightly in your hand. Um, it can become an idol. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. You know, just going from what Alex is saying there too. I think something I've thought about a lot recently is, you know, when it comes to how kids grow and how kids learn, um, you know, work ethic, how kids learn to be work on a team, how kids learn to, you know, do these many things that you know you're able to learn in sports. Um, you know, just to mm-hmm. go from a, a different direction with it too, in the beauty, you can see how sports and kids' lives, I don't, for myself, I think I learned a lot of things that I use today, both, you know, from a leadership perspective or from a teamwork perspective that to be frankly, I, frankly, I don't, I don't know if I would have learned, you know, at all or as quickly as it did because of sports. And I think it's a great way for, you know, kids to, you know, something they're passionate about to enjoy um, and hopefully through it all to, to grow um, as a, as a person, as a, you know, a young boy or girl, but, you know, like anything else, um, anything can become an idol uh, if we put it before God. So I think if you look at this as a whole, you know, you, anything can be taken too far. Um, but overall, I think that the beauty of, sports uh, i'm thinking specifically for 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 youth um but you know there's so much beauty and growth and leadership and teamwork and you know sacrifice humility things that you can learn um, from Mm -hmm. mistakes and um from you know things going well too but yeah that that there definitely is and can be uh the fact of it being made an idol as well absolutely and i i think yeah all that is is so good i think from I don't know. I was thinking about this and I had had this conversation the other night with my dad and I, I just come at it from a coach's perspective so often is I understand that there are, there's absolutely a health aspect uh, at this point in time with everything going on. Um, no matter where you are on the spectrum, as far as, uh, what we think here, there are ab- absolutely health uh, implications that come with this. So, you know, there are obviously things put in place and things that we as coaches try to do to 
make sure everyone um, is taken care of as best as possible, just like we do every season, honestly, with injuries, hydration, things like that. This is just another aspect to that. Um, and it's something we try to monitor as best we can, obviously. Um, but I, 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 after, especially just dealing at the high school and junior high level now for the last couple of years, there are kids that absolutely, absolutely need this. And, and this is more from the, the team perspective than mm-hmm. the fan perspective. And I believe me, I, I see it. I'm the, I'm the, one of the biggest football fans you'll ever meet when it comes to Sundays, Saturdays, watching it, playing Madden, all that stuff. I, I eat it up and I love it so much. Um, and it has become, it has been an idol in my life so many times. And I know it has. Um, but just from a coaching perspective, thinking of the team and, and the kids on it, there's so many kids that need this badly. Uh, and you talk about the things that it teaches teamwork, how to win and lose well uh, and do it humbly, um, uh, how to operate as a mm-hmm. team, whether it's nine people working together, five people working together, 11 people working yep. together. Um, that, that's invaluable. And, and you can learn that right. in the classroom at times, but doing it for something you love doing, if you love yeah. playing sports, yeah. you know, it, it's just a whole nother level. Um, and there's so many different things. There's, you know, if I sat down and wrote out a list, there's, I could probably come up with a full page full of things and reasons I, I would want kids to play as, sports as much as possible. But the biggest one for mm-hmm. me is there's a lot of kids. The reality, the sad reality is there's a lot of kids with, with rough homes and broken mm-hmm. homes and things like that. And if they're not out there playing sports or in football or whatever, down. they, yeah. you know, they might be at home unsupervised. They're just sitting around. Uh, hopefully, you know, I, I doubt that a lot of them are like, Hey, I should probably go home right away and do homework. Right. Like it's, there's just not that level of uh, mm-hmm. accountability that is needed at a young age. Um, and right. that motivation to strive, to understand how to commit to something, um, how to follow through, how to work hard, how to dedicate, um, how to sacrifice, you know, for other people, not just think about myself only. And that's not going to happen if they're at home, you know, even if they are supervised, if they're just at home, you know, Obviously the, you know, parents, and I understand it's not just, it's not all, you know, bad parent situations. Sometimes parents are busy. They're doing everything they can to make money. They're working. They're doing things like that. I understand that. Um, but there's just so many valuable lessons to learn from sports. And, and, and that's why coaches are so important and, and teaching and, and educating coaches. Um, that is, you know, not just about winning. It's, it's so much more about coaching and doing these things. And a lot of times, you know, if you do these things well and coach them and, and kind of put, build that teamwork and, and things together, wins will follow. Uh, and those are good. Um, but also knowing how to lose well, because, you know, it's not, you know, not everybody can be Tom Brady in life. Not everybody's going to win six championships and all that jazz and you know, get the perfect job and, and have all the success. But, you know, understanding how to, to, to win or learn, like that's what I always refer to it as. It's, there is no lose. It's win or learn. Um, and so, but so there's so many kids that don't understand that. Um, and they don't know how to deal with that or process that and learn from mistakes. Um, so I just think it's so, so important. So I understand there's health risks. I understand that it can become an idol. And, and for those people that have that, I would hope that this stepping back for the last couple months and not having it. Uh, I, I hopefully, you know, we talk, me and my dad talked about priorities. Hopefully that's, it's a super good time to just self-reflect and be like, Hey, like, how much do I rely on football for my satisfaction or my joy? Mm-hmm. Like, am I just trying to get through Monday through Friday so I can get to Saturday, get to Sunday so I can just sit on my couch and watch it all day, which sounds amazing to me, but I understand that it has been that way for me at times. So, uh, but as a coach, man, I wish, mm-hmm. you know, there's so, I, I wish every kid would go for something just to, to learn that and to have that commitment um, and to learn those life lessons. So uh, that's, that's my aspect from the importance of it, I guess, as, a, as like a coach. Um, right on. 
Agreed. Yeah. So anyway, we covered a ton. I'm sure we went, you know, our aiming point is always 30 minutes. I have no idea where we're at. So I apologize, but I also thank you <laughs> so much. If you've been listening this whole time, I hope you got something out of it. Um, you know, even if you think we know nothing about basketball, hopefully we shared something a little bit about life. Um, cause we don't only just talk about, uh, the game of basketball or the game of football. We talk about the game of life a little bit here on this podcast. So, um, with that, uh, Alex, Caleb, thank you so much for being on. We will revisit this at some point in the future. I promise you we'll be back whether you want it or not. We're around. We're here to stay. Um, if you did listen and you enjoyed it, even for just part of it, um, whether it was for because a guest was was amazing and funny, um, because you love Caleb or you came here for Alex, either way, um, I appreciate you listening. I would encourage you. If, I appreciate you know whether it's listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, leave a rating on there. I know it's not a big deal, but I would really appreciate it. Give it a follow. We have a page on Facebook, the Zach Ricky Show. Um, we just super appreciate it. Subscribe, all that stuff, you know, all the self promo. Uh, but again, I, I really do just appreciate uh, listening and and the fact. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this. We'll keep doing it as long as people enjoy it, um, and we'll we'll do our best to get better every week. Um, so, with that, we're signing off. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, have a great night, morning, afternoon, whatever time you're listening, uh, and we will catch you next time.